Frank Sinatra, transcribed as Rocky Fortune. Here's Frank Sinatra, starring as that footloose and fancy-free young gentleman, Rocky Fortune. According to the insurance guys, an average joker like me can expect to show up on the census for about 66 years before he shuffles off the old mortal coil. However, an old buddy of mine who knows about these things says that in the case of certain unfortunate citizens, the statistics are not valid. And then he proceeds to produce a fresh corpse to prove it. Well, look me, Mac. Let me have a beer, will you, Doc? Jack? Fortunato. Huh? Don't you remember me? Wait a minute. PS 46, the baseball team. PS 46? Hey, that takes me back a long way. Sammy! Sammy Mickinson from Bleakman Street. Holy mackerel. <laughs> green bait the Fortunato to Mickinson. Best double play combo in green paint. Well, how are you, Sam? Never better. How's yourself? Uh, able to sit up and take a little nourishment, kid? What's new? What you doing with yourself? Me? You never believe. I'm an actuary. A who? Actuary. I figure out statistical probabilities. Like if such and such happens, then probably such and such will happen. How about you? Eh, right now I'm in the same kind of business, generally. I'm what you might call a horse actuary. Yeah? Yeah, only I ain't so good. This morning I bet on a horse to show. If I figured right, I would only bet on him to live. <laughs> so you're between jobs again, huh? You know me, Sammy. I get restless. Still looking for the bluebird, huh? Yeah, how many times a month you used to run away when we were kids? Three at least. Yeah. Well, it's good to see you, Sammy. Hey, you can't just run away. I got things to talk about. Come on, let me buy you a drink. Come on, I'm celebrating. No kidding. You sell a big policy? Sell a policy? No. Hey, Rock. Huh? I'm gonna get married. No kidding. Yeah. Girl works here in the building. Secretary. Well, well. So you see, you gotta have a drink with me. To celebrate, right? Why not? Bartender? Anesthetic. Forty-five minutes and ninety proof later, Sam and I are just entering the third grade at PS 46, and we got about six more years to relive. And by this time, my lips are beginning to get numb, and the same waitress who looked like Marjorie Maine half an hour ago is now beginning to take on proportions like Marilyn DiMaggio. Rocky, pal. Yeah, you're the salt of the earth. Rock, another drink. Well, well, if it ain't the old A&P gypsy himself. Hiya, Rock. Sergeant, didn't your mother tell you you ought to stay out of places like this? Rocky, we were very poor when I was a boy. I couldn't afford a mother. That's just what I thought. Sergeant Hamilton J. Finger... Meet my old buddy boy, Sammy Merkinson. Our pleasure. You two boys look like you didn't just arrive. <laughs> Ain't it the truth? I was just walking along, minding my own business, when this sneak here pulls a bar on me. What could I do? <clears throat> you're, you're a detective? Homicide. 
Hey, have one with us, Sarge? Never touch it on duty. <laughs> He's on duty. What a soft touch, huh? There's a murder being committed every minute in this country. So why ain't you out arresting somebody? Listen to him. I'm a taxpayer. You're wasting my money. Go find a murderer. They ain't so easy to come by. Ain't so easy with a murder every minute? Uh, oh, Rock, you and me. We could go out and find one just like that. Well, if you see anybody, you let me know, huh? So long, fellas. Take it easy. See you around, Sarge. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's a nice fella. He's stupid, but he's nice. He's a good cop, too. Nice. He's a bum. Careful, Sammy. This man's a friend of mine. I repeat, as a detective, he's a bum. What makes you say? <laughs> There's probably murderers right in this room. <laughs> what makes you say? Figures. Why? Why? Oh, Rock, you ever heard of the law of probabilities, these? They got a law about that, too? That's my business. Yeah. Actuary. I'm telling you, it figures that there's a corpse around, and if there's a corpse, ipso facto. I'll take your word. <coughs> That's more like it. Go on. Let's go. You're where? Find the murderer. Ah, wait a minute. Wait a minute. You got something better to do? Nah, I guess not. Okay, pal. Come on, let's go find us a murderer. Well, I haven't finished my drink again. That don't matter. We'll case this place first, right? Right. Somewhere in the back of my soggy brain, something told me this was all silly, but somehow I really didn't care. So we spent the next ten minutes standing at the bar looking for suspects. What's wrong? What? What? I see one. One what? A murderer. Yeah, where? Oh, rock over the over the end of the bar. Yeah. Don't you see that little mousy looking guy with the bald hair? <laughs> Him? Come on. Okay, okay, okay. No, 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 wait. Now, how do we handle it? We we gain his confidence? No, we startle him. Oh. Why? We scare him. Sure. Okay. All right, Jack. Where'd you put the body? Are you gentlemen from the police? Yeah, that really... <laughs> Quit stalling. Are you kidding? Yes, yes, I, I see you are. I <clears throat> Well, I intended to go over to you. Really, I did. But, well, I came down to have a few drinks to get up my courage. <laughs> a likely story. Likely. Well, usually, gentlemen, I go right home to my wife, Helen. Tonight, after I killed the girl... Hey, Sam. Huh? This guy sounds for real. Yeah. I told you he was a likely suspect. Okay, Mr... Crispy is the name. Arthur H. Crispy. I work for the Paramount Insurance Company on the 55th floor. I like that. A competitor of ours. Oh, gentlemen, it's no joke, I assure you. I committed a murder less than an hour ago. Uh, hey, we, we, we better go up and identify the body. Wait a minute. What's the name of the guy you murdered? Oh, it wasn't a guy. It, it was a, a girl. Ethel. Ethel Harkins. She works in our office. Uh, how did you happen to kill her? Well, I had been uh, seeing her, if you know what I mean. Uh-huh. And it was expensive. Ethel's the kind of a girl who likes, well, who liked to go nice places and wear nice things. And I'm in the accounting department. And I began taking money. Not much at a time, but it adds up. Gee, don't I know it. 
I decided about a week ago I'd stop seeing her. I told her tonight, and she was furious. She wanted money. She said she, she said I'd been using her. She threatened to tell my employers, and it would have ruined me. I tried to stop her, but she began to raise her voice, and I, well, I began to choke her, and she fell on the floor. How do you like that? Hmm. Ask him where he stashed the body. Yeah, where? Well, I, I left it in my office, in the closet. I came down here to get a drink to steady my nerves until I figured out what to do, and... You gentlemen must work awfully fast. Sorry? Maybe we better go take a look. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. I, I I, don't think that I can face it, gentlemen. Here's the key to my office. Now, if you like... Hey, I'll tell you what. I'll stay here and see this buster don't get away, see? Yeah. You go up and find the body and call the cops. Right? Bye. Okay, okay. Here's the key. 55, and my name is on the door. You're an executive? Well, sort of an executive. What sort? A vice president... I stumble to the elevators and climb into an empty one A smart aleck cat in a monkey jacket gives me a smart aleck look And we begin negotiations for the 55th floor Going up floor, please 55, and don't spare the cables well, Fasten your safety belts, and away we go Fifty-five. Watch your step, please. Thanks. When you come up again, would you bring up my heels? I think I left them about the 48th floor. I use Arthur Crispy's key to let myself into the offices of the Paramount Insurance Company and stumble my way past a row of doors till I come to one marked Arthur H. Crispy. Underneath it in gold letters, it says Vice President. The door ain't locked, so I turn the knob, slip in, and turn on the light. Well, well. Hello, uh, operator. Get me to the 21st precinct. Uh-huh. Yeah. Mm. Uh, Sergeant Hamilton, J. Finger on duty? Yeah, yeah. Uh, hello, Ham. That's yeah, Rocky. Listen, Unc. Slip your metatarsal pads on and get over to the office of the Paramount Insurance Company in the Sun Building. Yeah, 55th floor. You know that corpse we were joking about? Hmm, he's here. A blonde. No, I ain't having any DTs. Come on, will you? This is for the brass ring. I hang up the phone and start to turn around just in time for whoever sneaked in behind me to lower the 6 o'clock boom. I feel the thud. Oh! And somebody pulls the blackout curtains inside my brain. Wow. Come on, take it easy, Rocky. Take it oh. easy. Oh. Come on. Oh, hello, Sarge. I is he all right? Okay, what happened? What happened? I came up and I saw the body of the blonde on the floor and somebody belted me just as I... The body. Where is it? It's just what I was going to ask you. It was right there on the floor, aren't it, Sarge? So were you. From what Mr. Merkinson tells me, you and Mr. Crispy here and him had all a, a real ball down in that bar. Now, look, if you're trying to tell me there wasn't any such corpse... Uh -huh. But there was, I tell you. I strangled her with my own hand. Oh, sure. Listen, I'm... Wait a minute, there's somebody coming. All right, now you just shut up till we find out who it is. So there you are. Hello, dear. 
Don't hello dear me. You realize I've been waiting at the restaurant for two hours? And don't try to tell me it was a business conference. I can smell the alcohol from here. It wasn't a business conference, dear. Uh, this gentleman is from Homicide. Uh, Sergeant, this is my wife, Mrs. Crispy. Homicide? Oh, no. Arthur, you haven't been telling them that story about the court My again. dear. What's this? Every time he gets a few drinks in him, he starts confessing to a murder. Last week, he announced to my sewing club that he had just strangled his boss and seven vice presidents. <laughs> Fortunately, everyone thought it was funny. Helen, you're just making this up. You don't know what happened. Well, if everybody is sobered up a little now, I'll be running along. But I killed her. And I saw the body. Yes, statistically, it figures. The law of probability. The law of probability says I will probably throw the whole slew of you into the clink if you get me out on any more wild turkey hunts. How do I get out of here? Well, you can take the executive car. Just turn to your left. Thanks. I'll join you. Me too. I think I need one too. Arthur. But I'll skip it this time. On the way down to the executive car, I try to convince Finger that what I saw was not a hallucination. But by the time we reach the ground floor, he's practically got me believing it was. Sammy and I go back into the bar to think things over. I don't get it, Sam. I just don't get it. I saw that blonde with marks on her throat. What figures? Somebody conked me and took the body someplace else. But the question is, who? Well, it couldn't have been Crispy. He was with me till we got worried about you and went up. Somebody must have been hiding behind the door when I walked into Crispy's office. Uh, wasn't you, was it, Rock? What? I, I mean, you didn't move the body yourself, did you? Uh, what makes you think so? Well, look, kid, there ain't ketchup on your sleeve, and we ain't been eating raspberries, so it must be blood. Huh? Holy mackerel, how did that get there? From moving the body, maybe? Don't be ridiculous. Uh, excuse me a minute, Sam. Where you going? Wash the stain off in the wash. I'll be right back. <laughs> So Sammy and I resume where we left off. We're there maybe, oh, five minutes, still trying to figure an answer. Something screwy about all this, Sam. I saw that corpse as plain as day. It figures, Rock, it figures. Now, somebody hey, must gentlemen. have... <clears throat> Buster, what are you doing here? I sneaked away from my wife. So? Mr. Fortune, Mr. Merkinson, you've got to believe me. I did choke that girl. She was in my office. I'll never rest until somebody believes me. I believe you, Crispy, but nobody believes us. If there was a corpse there, where is it? That's a good question. If there was a corpse. But I tell you that... Hey, the... Rock. Tell me, you've been eating shrimp cocktail. Huh? What's that got to do with anything? Nothing. Only if that ain't cocktail sauce on your sleeve, what is it? Hey, now, how did that stuff get there? Well, you better wash it off before it stains. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, better, I better do that. I head for the washroom when suddenly lightning strikes and I make my way to the executive elevator instead. I get in the car and shut the door, only I don't press the button. Not just yet. I check my sleeve. Where there was only one red spot, there are now two. A second later, there are three. It could be that the drinks are too strong, but it ain't. So I chin myself up, open the escape hatch that they have on the roof of every elevator. Sure enough, there on top of the car is the dead body of Ethel Hawkins. The same body I found in Crispy's office. I'm just about getting ready to run for the cops when somebody upstairs presses the button. 
The door closes and we start to rise. Honey, I don't know about you, but I'm getting over the first stop. Pardon me, this is where... Well, well, if it isn't Mrs. Crispy. I'm looking for Arthur. He... What's that? My companion? It appears to be a corpse. Come on in. With that? Why not? You've seen her before. What do you mean? I mean, you're the one who found her in Arthur's office and moved her out to the elevator. You're insane. Why would I do a thing like that? You tell me. What makes you even think... Okay, let's have it. Well, I... Oh, I suppose I may as well tell you. I... I began to wonder why Arthur wasn't showing up for the theater, so I came up to his office. I used the executive car. I always do. And when I let myself into the office, I saw the body of this woman. You know her? Well, I knew that she and Arthur had seen each other a few times, but I knew it was all over. So? While I was trying to decide what to do, you came in and called the police. I hit you over the head, carried the body to the elevator, and pushed it up through the escape hatch. Then I left her and... Well, I pretended to come back when everyone was together. That the whole truth and nothing but? The whole truth and nothing but. It was crazy, I guess. I... Well, I know that Arthur isn't a bad man. She was trying to blackmail him. And... All right, lady. We better just leave this body here and call the cops. Poor Arthur. He's always been so gentle. He... Look, you go into the office and phone the police. I'll go down and break the news to your husband. I get downstairs and elbow my way into the bar where Sammy and Crispy are waiting. Well, it's about time you got back to get the stains out. I didn't get the stains out, but I found out where I got them. Yeah, where? They came from the body of Ethel Harkins. What? I found it on top of the roof of the executive car where Helen Crispy put it. Wow. Are you serious? That's right, Arthur. But why in the world should Helen have... She didn't want a murder wrap pinned on you. I guess she loves you. Go figure out a dame. Twenty minutes later, Sergeant Finger comes down to the bar to make the pinch. The three of us are sitting around the table like I was awake when Sergeant Finger ankles in. Okay, fellas, the party's over. You been upstairs? I've been. Lieutenant's up there now with a woman. You saw the body? I saw the body. I'll sign a full confession. Before we get to that, just how did you two characters get involved with this whole thing? Funniest thing you ever heard of, Sarge. We're having a few drinks. And after you dropped in and Sammy here, Sammy's a statistician, he says... It figures in a building this size has got to be a murderer. So we begin looking for suspects, see? Sammy takes one look at this guy here, and bingo, that's the guy, he says. So we walk over, like a gag. And Sammy says, where did you stash the body, pal? He almost goes to pieces and tells us. It's up in my office, he tells us. So far, it's a joke. But then I see this guy's serious. How do you like that for coincidence, huh? Yeah, it's pretty coincidental. You just pulled it right out of the hat, huh, Sammy? Yeah, figures, that's all. You think so? Well, it was a long shot, I admit, but it worked. First guy we tapped just stabbed his lady friend. That's amazing, all right. Well, Arthur? Wait a minute. Huh? Say, Arthur, you said before that you choked her to death, right? Yes, yes, she threatened to tell the president of the company, and I grabbed her throat and choked her, and then I ran out of the office and came down here. That's very interesting, because the body we found was stabbed with a paper knife from your desk. What's going on in that little mind, Fortune? I'm just trying to figure, Sarge. A corpse don't bleed, right? Right. So if Arthur Crispy choked her and somebody stabbed her body, it wouldn't bleed. What's this got to do with that? 
My sleeve is covered with blood. Helen Crispy had it on her sleeve, too. Arthur, you're sure you didn't stab her? I choked her. So then how come Sammy knew here she was stabbed? Well, I, I just figured it, that's all. Coincidence, huh? Yeah, sure. Yo, rock, old boy. Just like when we picked this guy out of the mob. Just like when you picked him. Hey. Oh, now you're nuts. When coincidence gets to be too coincidental, it ain't a coincidence. You follow me, Sammy? What? You... you said pick the least likely suspect. Okay, that's you. <laughs> oh, Rock. You're drunk. I was drunk. I'm sober now. Maybe we better do a little checking on you. Maybe we better find out if you had anything to do with a murdered woman, huh? Well, I... That won't be necessary. I'll tell you. Okay, talk. She was my fiancée. She was my fiancée, Rock. We were engaged to be married, I thought. What? Keep going. I found out she was seeing this. Other guys, she was seeing lots of other men. One of them, a man she'd been blackmailing, came to me. This afternoon, I followed her up to Mr. Crispy's office. I listened outside the door and heard him arguing. I heard a sound like a struggle, and Mr. Crispy come out looking like a ghost. You went in? Yeah, she was on the floor. He choked her. When she began to come out of it, I questioned her about the blackmail. She admitted it. She told me she planned to work the same racket on me. <laughs> nice kid. So, I don't know, uh, I lost my head. I grabbed a paper knife, and I stabbed her. Then I locked the door, and I came down to the bar, and I started drinking. That's where I came in. I... Figured I'd be safe if I could pin the murder on Mr. Crispy. So I just made up the business about the statistics. You willing to sign a statement? Yeah. I would be willing. Except that right now I have other plans. Look out! Grab it! Is he dead? He's dead. He must have been crazy to think he'd get away like that. You know, I think he knew he was going to get a bullet size. What makes you think so? I don't know. Figures, I guess. NBC has presented Frank Sinatra as that footloose and fancy-free young gentleman, Rocky Fortune... Others in tonight's cast include Paul Fries, Barney Phillips, Jack Nestle, George Perone, and Ida Reese Marin. Tonight's script was written by George Leffords. Andrew C. Love directed. to tell you about next week's adventure, here's Frank Sinatra as Rocky Fortune. Hi. Say, did you ever spread yourself all over one of them 300 grand Long Island pads? You sit down at a mahogany table and let the shiny silver get in your eyes while you shovel paddy before grass and through your front entrance of your face? Man, that's really living. Also, did you ever find yourself faced with a fancy 38 caliber lead purveyor in that same fancy type pad? Man, that's really dying. I'll see you next week.
Enjoy Fibber McGee and Molly tonight on the NBC Radio Network.